do you know what time it is? It's that time again with Cindy Gern, who has the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. Hi, this is Lewis Montgomery with Corn Ferry. Welcome to my show, Government Contracting Today. I'm very pleased to have my guest today, Monik Rath, who is the CEO of C-Square Technologies. Welcome, Monik. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. For those of you who haven't uh, heard my show previously, I mentioned it's called uh, Government Contracting Today. And the purpose of the show is to discuss issues and opportunities in this incredibly vital industry uh, in our in our country, in a particular in our in our regional economy, we've got some of the largest government contractors or in this space, as well as many other smaller players who are who are in this uh, in in this area as as well. I mentioned that my my guest is uh, is is Monik Rath. I want to tell you a bit more about uh, his background, and then he will uh, uh, got some questions that I'll ask uh, ask uh, him as well. Uh, before joining uh, C Square Technologies, he was the senior vice president, a senior vice president at uh, at LMI. Prior to LMI, he was a co-founder and vice president of Alliance Science and Technology Corporation. And then, very interestingly, before he got to Alliant, he was a corporate lawyer with the uh, global leading law firm, including uh, Baker McKenzie and McGuire Woods. So. Uh, uh, quite an interesting background, and we'll learn more about him uh, shortly. He's also published uh, many articles, spoken at conferences, and has been quoted extensively in national media outlets such as the Washington Post, Investors Business Daily, CEO Magazine, and the National Law Journal. So again, so again, Monik, thank you again for for being my guest today. Thank you. All right, first question for you is: uh, Many of our listeners may not be very familiar with C two Technologies. C-Squared Technologies. Can you tell us more about your firm and, uh, and how you landed there? I appreciate the opportunity. So C-Squared Technologies brings innovation and technology to improving human performance for mission-critical organizations. What I mean by that is um, we bring, for example, augmented reality and virtual reality modeling and simulation tools, interactive training software tools, as well as e-learning, distance learning. Uh, and we also do data analytics, cybersecurity, including cybersecurity training, and uh, intelligence analysis. And what I mean by mission-critical organizations is organizations that serve a purpose where they can't afford to fail. For example, the U.S. Air Force, U.S. Army, and others. Okay, great. So I was going to ask you more about uh, who some of your, 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 your customers are. So you've, you've touched on a couple of them, and I was curious more about some of the highlights of your strategy and, and how you guys differentiate yourself from uh, your competitors. So some of our customers include, uh, as I mentioned, the United States Air Force, U.S. Army, the Navy and the Marine Corps, the intelligence community, and the Department of Homeland Security, as well as uh, other mission-critical organizations like the FAA, and FEMA, uh, Defense Security Service. And, uh, and then we do work for a number of commercial companies. For example, Microsoft, Marriott, Disney, uh, 
Monster.com, VegasGoldCasinos.com, <laughs> uh, Pacific Gas and Electric. And uh, so some of that commercial work that we do is interesting for our workforce and enabling them to stay on the leading edge of new technologies and innovations. Uh, so you asked about our strategy. Um, uh, we we spent the last quarter of 2017, the entire management team, formulating a corporate strategy for the next five years. And uh, part of that strategy is to build a pipeline in order to have deeper visibility into what the customer needs are in the future, farther out into the future, uh, to expand our work in growing customers whose mission is growing, such as the U.S. Navy and the intelligence community, and to invest in capabilities, some of which are extant and some of which uh, we want to invest in deeper and broader capabilities. For example, um, I mentioned modeling and simulation, artificial intelligence, deep learning, machine learning, and um, data analytics, as well as intelligence analysis and social media analysis. Okay, great. Sounds like some uh, very, very much uh, leading edge kinds of uh, work that you guys are doing. Yeah, everyone's having fun because it's a cult company culture where people really enjoy innovating and investing in themselves and in learning the latest technologies that we can bring to bear on the mission. So okay. it's a really exciting time. Yeah, sounds like it. Now, you're a brand new CEO, uh, having been uh, appointed to the role just in in January of, uh, of this year. And then you know, you'd been with the firm uh, since about the middle of, uh, of 2017. So I guess the, the big question is, how's it going so far? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've, I've been at the company for four and a half months, and I've been CEO for about six weeks. So uh, it's going great. Um, the people at C Squared are really terrific. They they have a great culture that that has been built over a long period of time. The people are caring. They're mission focused. They're dedicated to the customers. Um, they're loyal to the company. We have very very low turnover. Very long tenured employees, and uh, it's an extremely innovative and creative culture uh, where people actually have fun. Um, inventing and learning the latest the latest techniques and technologies. So so that's the people part of how it's going so far. I'm really loving um, being a co-worker to this group. Um, we've grown revenues 27% since I started. And, you know, <laughs> I, wow. don't, I don't take credit for that. It's, again, it's a great team um, and, and team effort. But uh, we've had a couple of really big wins on important um, – programs that are close to the tip of the spear, important to the customers. And um, and so, and as I mentioned, we're building a large five-year opportunity pipeline so we can better understand what our customers' needs are, not just tomorrow or next month, but two, three, four, five years from now. And, um, and we're maturing some of our processes, such as uh, opportunity capture, proposal writing, proposal management uh, processes that we think will enable us to better tell our story. Now, you were telling me that you've uh, taken over for, from the, uh, the founder owners, uh, which is a very unique uh, uh, opportunity. So I'm curious to find out more about uh, you know, what's, gone, what's gone well and what are some of the, uh, the unexpected challenges that you're facing and, and, and the role that the, the founders are, are continuing to play in the business. Uh, it's a great question. It, it's, it's gone really well. Um, this was something that we all wanted to do well and we knew was going to be challenging to do well. 
So we spent a lot of time thinking about it and meeting um, for months before uh, my first day of work. And I think we, we tried to get together, you know, once a week for two or three months, at least uh, three months. And so that gave us a lot of time to come together. And, you know, fortunately, um, the three of us all converse with each other really well. We are very agreeable. We have shared values and shared vision. So that makes it easy. And that's that's a privilege for me that, you know, isn't necessarily what uh, I, I you know, I would think everybody would find in the same situation. Um, we all have a passion for the mission of uh, bringing the best technologies to improve human performance uh, for for the soldier, sailor, airman, marine, for the federal airspace operator, air traffic operator, for the emergency responder, and and for our other customers and clients. And so that makes it easy for us to have difficult conversations and and to have those conversations well. And and you know another shared value, of course, is always at the center of our conversations is cre- making sure that we create and sustain the best place to work for our employees in our industry. Good. It sounds like you guys have a tremendous amount of uh, alignment. So good for you. Yeah. As I mentioned uh, earlier, you have a non-traditional background for a uh, for a CEO. You have a law degree, and you've worked in the legal field for so several years. Can you share with us your journey of how you? I have, have gone from uh, being a, an attorney to ultimately being the, the CEO of a uh, rapidly growing organization. Yeah, it's, that's probably right that my, my path in life hasn't been, you know, that of a traditional CEO path. But I, on the other hand, I'm not sure that there is, you know, one right path. Um, you know, for me, I, I feel you can chart your course in life or you can let the winds carry your sail or some combination of both. So... You know, for me, I started as a corporate lawyer. Uh, I was doing mergers and acquisitions and structuring corporate finance transactions, uh, access to capital, debt structuring, private placements, um, public offerings, but mostly mergers and acquisitions. And I learned an awful lot from that background. And um, so when the opportunity came to be a part of a team that was going to start and grow a company, a lion, uh, I was really excited and felt um, that was going to be the most fun thing. And that was kind of the beginning of the transition from, you know, practicing law to being a corporate lawyer within a leadership team to to where I am today. Okay, good. You mentioned um, that you helped uh, found uh, Alliant uh, Science and Technology, and you touched on it briefly. So how did that come about? I mean, there, there aren't many people that you, you meet that have uh, been part of uh, uh, founding an organization. So I guess I was curious about your, you know, transition from being a corporate attorney to being a founder of, uh, you know, another very successful organization. Yeah, and that was a really cool experience. And uh, I just feel really lucky and fortunate to have been there. So I was an outside advisor to a defense technology R&D company called ITRI, I-I-T-R-I. And, uh, and the senior executives were putting together a plan to do an employee buyout of Vitri, and the, the, the acquiring company would be employee-owned, and we later called that company a lion. And uh, so they asked if I would come in-house to join that group of uh, the, the management team to help bring the, the legal structure to the employee buyout, the acquisition, the several layers of debt financing, and uh, subsequently, we did, uh, I think, 10 acquisitions. 
and grew a lion from zero to $550 million in the first 36 months. And today, I think they're over a billion dollars and just highly successful and great people, great Americans who are really making a difference. You know, I was curious about, uh, I want to talk a bit more about uh, you and, and your background. Obviously, you you touched on some of the, the legal uh, experiences that you had. So I'm curious about how your your legal training helped to prepare you for your current role. And then in particular, now that you're 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 in the top job, what 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 gaps, frankly, do you see that you're working to uh, to fill for yourself? <laughs> right. Well, let me take the second <laughs> question first. You know, um, I have a lot of experience gaps, and um, still growing in every way. And um, but I'm, I'm privileged to surround myself with great people and to learn from them all the time. So uh, certainly, certainly a good question. Lots of experience gaps, knowledge gaps, maturity, wisdom, um, developmental gaps that. Um, that I'm, I'm working on every day. So um, that's that's part of the, the fun of, of life and of my job. So how did the, my legal training prepare me for my current role? I think, you know, working on an acquisition, it's important to review with due diligence every aspect of the company that you're thinking about buying. And so I would review the company finances, its accounting, uh, its opportunity pipeline, its contracts, uh, its backlog, the company's customers, human resources, benefits, real estate, tax, every single aspect. So mergers and acquisitions is a very multidisciplinary um, process and profession. And when you think that you look at maybe 20 companies, analyze them for every one that you close an acquisition, uh, over the course of my career, I've probably looked at over 300 companies and, and wow. studied you know, whether they would be good acquisition and integration um, targets. And um, so when you do that, you get a really good um, experience and background in identifying what are the things about a company that work and what are the things that need improvement, what are the demonstrated best practices, because you're looking at a lot of companies, not just your own company, and and what are the gaps between a company's practices and demonstrated best practices. And so for me, that's really been a fabulous uh, preparation for um, being an executive at a company and then having been an executive at two companies and learning from a lot of great teammates over the last uh, 15, 16 years. Um, that, you know, w- was uh, further just excellent, excellent preparation for what I'm doing today. Okay, great. And certainly, while well, not to uh, give away any uh, any any trade secrets, but do you expect that you'll be uh, flexing your uh, your merger and acquisition muscle at uh, at C squared? Well, so I'm going to answer that in two parts. <laughs> um, you know, first, it, it's really important to have a a a focus on the mission, mm-hmm. and to my to my perspective, bringing a benefit to the clients that enables them to do their mission better is what we're all about. And if there is some company that we should acquire that will improve our ability to deliver on that mission, then we will certainly explore that. Second, we're always looking to improve our own business, our capabilities, invest in, in the leading edge technologies, um, and, and, uh, and, and grow our own opportunity pipeline and grow our own business. And if we are successful in doing that, and, you know, we already are and have been for a number of years and the first quarter of, of this year is off to a great start, uh, then I think that it would make sense to acquire a company if that company could enable us to better deliver on the mission. And so we're definitely 
thinking about it. We're open to it, but we're not in a hurry to do a deal for the sake of doing a deal. Um, and so, so that's how we're approaching it. And I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if sometime in the midterm future we end up doing a transaction. Sure, absolutely, especially with the vast amount of experience that you've had. And it's a pretty hot area that you guys are in as well. Yeah. You said something really interesting earlier. I wanted to explore a bit more detail. You talked about some of the work that you guys do is around augmented reality and virtual reality. And and uh, I'm not a technical person, so I was curious to, to, to understand sort of the, I understand a little bit about what virtual reality is, but I'm just curious from your standpoint, I mean, what is, you know, what's augmented reality and what's virtual reality? And, you know, how do you provide that to your, your, your clients? Yeah, great question. And, you know, I'm not an expert <laughs> in these things either, and I, I don't ever pretend to be something I'm not. But C-squared has long been a modeling and simulation company. And so, for example, we developed uh, a single-player game that you can use on a desktop, a, a Surface device like an iPad, or a highly mobile device like an iPhone or another, another type of phone. And um, this system, for example, enabled soldiers to emplace the Patriot missile system. Hmm. So... Uh, that's a that's a simulation that a soldier can use to train for a particular task uh, on an array of hard devices. Um, augmented reality is the ability to look through a ocular device uh, headset and see the world around you in the in the real physical world, and also to see it enhanced with synthetic enhancements that are programmed so that the soldier, sailor, airman, marine, or, or other client can understand what their environment would look like if there was something additional, an engine or a, uh, a, a broken part that needs, needs to be repaired. And virtual reality is a totally immersive environment where uh, the programmer has created an entirely synthetic environment so that the uh, user can train, uh, for instance, for, for training applications. Okay, great. I mean, what are some of the kinds of roles that you have inside of C-Square that are doing this very uh, leading-edge uh, type of work? So that's a great question. We have a number of different um, specialists at C-Squared, starting with the human capital consultant who understands an organization's personnel requirements, their, their human capital strategy, um, and their development requirements. And we also have training specialists who uh, are expert at instructional systems design, uh, thinking from beginning to end how to analyze, develop, deploy, and evaluate an educational or training system. That's called the ADDI model of, of training design. We have, um, excuse me, for mm -hmm. ADDI is an acronym for, mm -hmm. for, for, the, for the model. Um, and, and then we have the technologists who take legacy courseware or courseware that we've developed and turn it into interactive um, technology-enabled instructional systems. And then we have technologists who create modeling and simulation, um, synthetic environments for any number of platforms, whether it's a device or a headset. Okay, great. So my kids, like a lot of kids, like to play uh, video games, and I'm always saying, get off that, that device, whatever. So it sounds like there there can be some uh, longer term applications for these kids today that are that are quite uh, uh, quite skilled at uh, video games. You know, you said you said something that's uh, truer than um, would at, at first seem. 
the the a lot of the agencies that we serve have come to the recognition that today's employee learns in a very different way than um, the generations past who, who were accustomed to learning through textbooks or lectures. And instructor-led training is still very important. But uh, to, today's workforce is accustomed to um, learning on immersive uh, simulations and games. And so there are actually awards for what are called serious games, games that enable somebody to learn how to do an important process or task. And uh, C-squared Technologies actually won the Serious Games Award at the National um, uh, Inner Service and Industry uh, Training Conference called ITSIC. Oh, great. Congratulations. You know, one of the, the questions I always like to ask my, my guests, um, uh, Monica, is, uh, is for, for young people who are sort of just uh, coming, in, coming up in their, in their careers uh, who maybe aren't necessarily in the industry or that are in the industry and, and fairly uh, junior positions, and what are some of the things that, that they should do? What advice do you have for them to enable them to have a, a wonderful career like what you've had? Well, I'm a young people, so you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> Young, younger than us. <laughs> so you're asking a good person. <laughs> well, at least I'd like to pretend I am. So, you know, my first, my first observation is um, it's really important to, to um, be passionate about the mission and always remember that there's more mission than there are uh, solutions and there's a role for people who care. Um, when you look at the surface area of the threat landscape facing our country, the complex problems facing our country, the rate of innovation, which has immense challenges associated with it for, for the government and for the private sector as well, there's always a demand for technically expert, innovative, creative people who care about what they're doing, who care about solving problems, um, and care about bringing innovation to solve our nation's most complex challenges. So my, those are my observations, and if that describes how a person feels, then I think that they're perfect for, for this industry. Okay, great. You've spent a, a good deal of your career in the government contracting space, and you have a very unique perspective, having been an advisor and now having been a practitioner. You know, how has the space evolved since you've been in it? And then also, you know, where do you see it going? That, that's a great question. The, the government contracting has changed in almost every way over the last 20 years, ranging from how the customer procures. And if you go back even 10 years, the program manager had great flexibility to procure the solutions and the source for those solutions. Um, and that, and that um, autonomy has shifted to the purchasing office in a lot of respects. Uh, contracts for the company f are, are uh, harder to come by. They've been bundled into large omnibus contracts like Oasis or Alliant 2. So middle market companies who aren't on those contracts uh, will have a very hard time accessing the customer unless they have very highly differentiated capabilities like C-squared. Um, and then there's the rate of innovation. There's a lot of new entrants into the marketplace, companies that are highly innovative that the customer is seeking out and who are able to bring those um, new technologies and, and, and techniques. And so uh, legacy companies that are undifferentiated are finding that they're, they're new uh, competitors. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. Let's talk a bit more about uh, you, um, 
you've got a new role, and obviously it's a, a big job uh, leading an organization. I'm kind of curious about what kinds of things do you do to keep yourself current uh, and, and to keep yourself sharp? <laughs> so let's assume <laughs> for a moment that I keep myself sharp. Um, first, I listen generously. I'm really blessed to be surrounded by accomplished and wise people in the community, my, my peers in the C-suites of other companies, amongst my clients and customers of C-squared Technologies, um, and, and, and the employees at C-squared. So I listen a lot. I ask a lot of questions, and I learn and stay current that way. And I also read a lot. I read constantly, for example, about technology, about the developments and needs of our customers and what the threats that they face are, what are problems that they're trying to solve, and, and business news. Okay, good. And then lastly, what do you do for fun? Well, first, I do. I like to do anything my two daughters want to do. Um, I have two elementary school girls, and that's always my first love, whether it's uh, playing sports with them or just helping them do their homework or anything that I get to spend time with them. Um, as you know, Lewis, I'm a beginner at golf, and I'm really getting addicted. And I love playing with, with my kids when they're willing. Um, I love hiking, especially in the mountains, and, uh, and that's probably my longest-running passion. Okay. So anytime I can get outdoors and go go for a hike, I grab that time. Sure, absolutely. Well, hopefully we've, spring is uh, is right around the corner, so hopefully you'll be able to uh, get out and uh, and do more hiking as well as uh, playing uh, playing more golf in the very near term. Looking forward to that. Hopefully yeah, we'll get to play. Yeah, I look forward to it as well. Yep. Well, guys, this is the uh, the the end of our show. I wanted to uh, to thank my my guests, uh, uh, Monica Rath, the. Uh, uh, CEO of C Squared Technologies. It's been a pleasure to uh, to have you uh, as a guest on the show. My pleasure. Thank you. And uh, again, this is uh, Government Contracting Today. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to The Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time.